O God, who enlightens the hearts of your faithful by the light of your Holy Spirit, help us by that same Spirit to be truly wise and live as your people in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tonight we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany when we recall that an unusual star guided men who were looking for the one born as the King of the Jews across miles of desert sand to a small and commercially insignificant Jewish town called Bethlehem. This designation, King of the Jews, would follow this child from birth until his death on the cross. The men who were coming were not local priests or community leaders. They had not grown up with the Hebrew scriptures, attended synagogue, or kept the many Hebrew feasts or fasts. Their bloodlines were of no significance, and they had no standing or even relatives in the towns that they traveled through. In short, they were outsiders, foreigners from Persia, present-day Iran. If these strangers had any connection at all, it was a very thin link to the Jewish people, a historical connection about five centuries old, when King Cyrus freed the Jews from their Babylonian captivity in 538 BC. These were men who had spent decades, even their entire lives, studying stars and making meaning from what they saw. They were likely Zoroastrian priests and astrologers or astronomers in their own country of Persia, and they were quite wealthy. They were well-educated and brilliant scholars who understood something had shifted in the universe. It made them stop what they were doing. I wonder what their early conversations were like. Who saw that star first? Who figured out its meaning and shared it with the others? How did they decide that this was so momentous that they would leave the comfort of their homes at great personal expense, travel across dangerous terrain and sometimes lawless territory to worship one they did not know? These magi, wise men, foreigners, knew something that the locals did not. And that is a powerful reminder why it is so important for us to listen to people who aren't just like us to see things through another perspective that we may not have considered. There may be gifts of God right in front of our faces that we miss, gifts that reveal the presence of God and a light in our darkness. These foreigners knew it. They knew that a new king had been born, a king that did not look like a king with all the trappings that a royal birth would get a king that who would not rule with a hand of iron as Rome did. They didn't come unprepared, but they brought gifts of gold, frankincense, myrrh. These gifts have held significance in their day and in Christianity since at least the, two, the second or third century when the early church father, Origen, wrote about them in Contra Celsum. Each one of these three gifts hold profound spiritual meaning. Gold, a symbol of Christ's kingship in the earth. Frankincense, 
a symbol of Christ's divinity, and myrrh, a symbol of his death, which was common in both Roman and Egyptian burial rites. They were significant as they came to represent the life, death, and ministry of Christ. How very courageous those wise men were to enter the bustling city of Jerusalem and ask around about a new king. It was King Herod who was in power at that time. While he contributed great works of architecture, he was also a brutal tyrant who killed anyone he perceived as a threat to his throne, including his wife and his son. The scriptures say that Herod was terrified. How did word of this new king's birth travel so swiftly and so far that even people in Persia knew about it, but the king didn't? And so even all Jerusalem was frightened. No doubt they knew the impulsivity of this vicious king and wondered what his response would be to the new threat to his throne. How terrifying it must have been for the wise men to be called to the palace for an inquiry. Would it lead to their certain death? Would they be tried for sedition or for attempts to foment a rebellion? The wise men had to have known these risks, but their determination to find this new king drove them onward because this king was different. This king would come to be a shepherd. This king would have a kingdom unlike any other kingdom the world had ever known. Just as the star was to change the universe, so was this inbreaking of God into this town, into this country, and into all of history. Rather than revealing the birth as would herald a king, Matthew tells us that God broadcasted the news all across the heavens. Such great news it was, splashed across the universe, revealed to foreigners, opening up the whole world that God is with us, that God was with them then, that God is with us now. As 2024 unfolds, I wonder what is it that God is revealing to us? What is God trying to reveal to me? What is God longing to reveal to you? Where is the presence of God if we are willing to look for it? Where might it be, even in plain sight, if we look upward, outward, and search for it? I wonder what sacrifice it might entail. What gifts will we offer to God in 2024? Just as God led the wise men in ways they could understand by the stars, so God still speaks to us in ways that we can understand, in word, in sacrament, through tradition, through reason, through experience. And so my prayer for us is this, as we remember Epiphany and the journey of the wise men that we will look around for signs of God at work, that we will find Christ afresh in new places in 2024, and that we will respond wholeheartedly as did the wise men so many years ago. Amen.